0: Happy New Year. This is episode number 592 of the Inner Fight Podcast. Welcome to the new year 2020. It is here, the 2nd of January. Hope you guys are not hungover. Hope you had an awesome Christmas and new year. Welcome to 2020. This could be it for you. Big shout out to our show sponsors, Smith Street Paleo. Now is definitely the time. Give them a shout. Hello at smithstreetpaleo.com. Get on a meal plan. Get it sorted. It's time to win. It's 2020. Here we go again, folks. The year 2020. What a better way to kick off. I get back on the show today. We're this just before the new year, but I get back on the show. Create Media, Managing Director, good friend of mine, fellow ultra runner, Tom Otten, to talk. Really, we didn't have an agenda for this show. I just wanted to chat to Tom openly and honestly... This talk went super well i was able to get loads of information out of him loads of cool stuff that he shared different ideas about what's going to happen in 2020 what you guys can do taking ownership living life this is tom Otten, he's a legend thanks a lot for tuning in no matter where you are in the world enjoy the show and on that note, welcome back to another edition of the show. We just told before we started about how prepared I am for this show and, of course, how prepared I am for 2020. But who better to get on the show to kick off 2020 than my good old friend Tom Otten. Mate, thank you for taking the time to chat to us.
1: Mate, thanks a lot for the invite. Uh, certainly an interesting topic, what's going to be going down in 2020. Uh, I think we've both recently... Uh, In our business lives, or business hats on, been planning what's next for for different entities, and it's it's good to be able to share some thoughts around the sort of the I said the wider space.
0: Absolutely, mate. I'm I'm expecting a lot from you. You work (laughs) in the tech space. Yeah, I'm expecting you know, yeah, I'm really expecting to get deep into your crystal ball, mate. But before we do that, mate, just to give this a little bit of context. Tell us a little bit about, obviously, you're the managing director of Crate Media, people that have heard you on the show. It was about this time last year when you are on the show with Rob Jones talking about Oh Man. We've never really spoken and you're on the show, actually... This is the third time you've been third on the show. Time, yeah. Lloyd Budd. Lloyd Budd was <laughs> the first guy. So you've never had a show to yourself. This is terrible. <laughs> so, mate, to give it some context, because we might jump into a little bit of the tech space and what you do. Tell us a little bit about Create Media. What's going on? What do you guys do? Why did it start? Blah, blah, blah.
1: Sure. Look, um, Topline Full Service Digital Agency started on a single desk in Dubai Media City. And we've been building organically for almost 10 years now. I uh, got 76 people in the company. got office in here, here and in Abu Dhabi. And we focus on uh, social media for uh, medium to large brands and government agencies, build websites, uh, e-commerce platforms, digital strategy, uh, a lot of uh, multiple touch points across digital communication. So we're doing things like uh, people might recognize uh, with a social media agency for Expo 2020. Wow. We, we've just delivered Dubai Fitness Challenge for Dubai Tourism, where we were the creative agency and the social agency. So handling a lot of content around that. And then, as I said, the different uh, touch points across digital.
0: Mate, a lot of people, 2020, and, and that's where I want to kick this off. 2020 might be the year mm. for them for jumping out of what they're doing, getting out of that comfort zone, and potentially, I love what you just said there, we started on a desk in Media City. Try and rewind to when you sort of jumped out. You were, if we're allowed to say it, previous Fitness First marketing yeah. person. Manager, we'll call you a manager. What was going through your head and what should people be thinking about that are thinking about going and getting that desk at Media City in 2020? Sure,
1: look, it's a big decision. Um, starting your own business is the first step along a journey that you can never really understand before you've gone down that road. So <laughs> it's a, it's an interesting process. I think it comes down to your framework of decision-making. Are you making decisions uh, based on fear or are you making Decisions based on uh, positivity, uh, ambition, let's say. A lot of people will try and protect what they already have because of the fear of losing it. Uh, it's also the fear of unknown about what's next. People like to look back before they look forward. Yeah. So they look back at what they have, where they've been, their understanding, and they try and map that against what's in front of them. And right. the problem is, if this is a... Very, very topical because just this morning I had a, a futurist, John Sane, yeah. uh, on our podcast.
0: You're supposed but, to introduce me to him and he left the office. You were very busy yeah, when he was walking, walking out, so but we'll, do, we'll do that. Um,
1: but he was a great guy, yeah. uh, had a lot to say about the future, obviously. And we were discussing how people approach it and the yeah. real fear that people have of, those, uh, uh, of the unknown. And going back to your question around you know, setting up that business, leaving your job, whatever that might be, yeah. it's, you've really got to drill down into why are you making these decisions are you running away from something? Are you running towards something? Um, it's also dealing with, often you have to look back to deal with your past before you can actually move forward into your future without, let's say, the chains of your past. Why are you making decisions? Is, are there issues that you still have in your past yeah. that are affecting the decisions you make on a day-to-day basis now? Uh, do you have a positive outlook? Do you have a negative outlook? So all of these things come into play when you're about to make a life-changing decision. I think you need to understand all of that.
0: Is it, is that word, mate, life-changing? Is it really life-changing at the start? When does it become life-changing? How do you define life-changing? Because essentially, like, okay, you still come to work. I was here this morning. We're we're in in their office, by the way, folks. They've just lent us their boardroom, super nice place. Come and see them up here in in JLT. But, mate, you rocked in, 8 o'clock this morning. You just come to work today. Hmm. Like, it's normal. You know, yeah. it's, it's, you went to work at Fitness First for, for all of those years. It, is, there too, is there a lot pinned on life-changing? Is it life-changing? Is just changing job life-changing?
1: There's a surface level. and there's, Hardest question, uh, yeah. No,
0: <laughs> there's surface level
1: yeah. and what people see. And then there's actually what's going on in the background. So yeah. you could say that you saw me walk past the boardroom this morning. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, Tom's turned up to work. Yeah. Now what's going on in my head is, you no, know, it's the end of the year business performance, I've got yeah. 76 people, their salaries to be paid, yeah. there's their families, there's their Christmas, there's their presents they're buying. There's all of the ripple effect of what of, of the decisions that you and I make on a daily basis yeah. as, as business owners. It's the ripple effect down to the people that are working with us on our team yeah. and then all of their existing family and, and, and how that really starts to have a much greater impact than let's say just you and I working out when we both used to work corporate in different yeah. places. We turned up to work. If it went badly, it, yeah. as long as you didn't lose your job, it didn't really affect you. You got paid your, <laughs> you got paid your salary at the end of every month yeah. and nobody really cared too much. Yeah. Now you, you, know, you make a big mistake at work now, yeah. you know, somebody might be losing their job. Yeah. And, you know, so it's, it's, it's the significance, I think, is life-changing. The day-to-day of, okay, you have business problems in front of you, you have to make a decision to go left or right, yeah. that's fairly similar. Yeah, it's right. just the impact of that afterwards.
0: I guess and that's where it does become a bit life-changing though, mate, because... Like you rightly said there, and I know this has changed with technology and our connectivity at the moment, but when you and I worked for corporates, you know, yeah. Fitness First is a monster. Adidas was an absolute monster. You pretty much leave at 5 p.m. I don't know. Yeah, when I was in, Adidas had a BlackBerry, you know. Yeah. Like, so you could, people could email you, but the chance of having, to, you, you didn't take your work home. Sure. Once you become, once you move into the environment of entrepreneurship, mm. you're suddenly, you're taking a lot of, you don't want to take that work home and you might yep. not physically be at your laptop working. You might be some nights, yep. but you're taking a lot of this baggage home. And that yes. might be, I don't want to put it in a bad way, baggage. It is baggage. You're taking a lot of stress from the mm. office home that you might not have taken home before. So that's probably what, what's life-changing about it, right? Mm-hmm. Does it affect how you live outside of the office, mate.
1: I think it should affect the decisions that you make in terms of now more than ever, it's absolutely critical that what you choose to do with those eight to 10 hours a day does follow your passion, does match your values, and does make you happy. Because the, the work life balance is out of the window you know right. we're we're all connected with about forty five bloody apps twenty four seven no it's it, it, that's out of the window and now you now we're relating back to when we were corporate ten plus years ago yeah but you look at you know my team now if you look at somebody that's working in this office they're they're, they're working a job yeah but they're also replying to emails to a client at ten o'clock at night sometimes because really? that's just the way that it uh, our world works we try and limit that but it happens yeah. you look at other people that we know of our age that are in high powered jobs they're also 24 7 on their phone because
0: they so might be you running think a that's team that's a sorry to jump in mate but sure. do you think that's a tide of the times what do you call it a The times have changed.
1: Yes, they have.
0: So is entrepreneurship now, and I don't want to make this all about entrepreneurship, but it's entrepreneurship, and that's where we spoke about a lot of people will start jumping out in 2020. It might be their goal. I've I've got friends who, this year's the year. I think this is actually mental, because I didn't plan this at all, to talk about it. But I've got three friends who've told me in the last week that they're going to go on their own in 2020.
1: Wow. Okay.
0: Yeah. It's it's crazy. So do you think it's the way that the world works now that mm. we're connected a lot more than ever. So is the guy at Adidas? Mm. If are the, I was still in Adidas. Are they blurring those lines? Yeah. 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 What's your thoughts on that, mate? So
1: I, I, to be honest, as you started that, that, that sentence then, that's what I was thinking. I was like, yeah, yeah. You know, is there an argument to say that people are taking more on in a corporate role? So yeah. why, why not have the benefits of that as well in the entrepreneurship space? Yeah. Now, people also just need to be aware is do they have their stomach for uncertainty? Because there is still a lot more uncertainty entrepreneurial space with those repercussions of people yeah. that are working for you than there are in the corporate space. Um, and also, you know, when we were much younger, we had a lot less responsibilities. I don't, know right. who, I don't know who you're talking about, but if they've got kids and they've got a family, yeah. then they need, they need to you know, tick a lot more boxes yeah. before they make that Two jump. Two haven't, one
0: has. Okay, so you yeah. know, they
1: need to be 100%, you can't be 100% sure, but yeah. they need to be pretty confident in what they're doing. They can't just be, oh, let's, just, let's wing it, like you and I might have done back yeah. in the day. Uh, so yeah. you know, things are, are, are changing a bit. And going back to you no, know, let's talk about twenty twenty and trends and yeah. Where's the world going? Where's business going? Yeah. Uh, we're seeing it across multiple different areas of society. Is that is that reevaluation of purpose and place. Right. What am I doing in the world? Where am I in the world? Um, and it's really it's understanding people want to have a deeper understanding of that and they're valuing that <laughs> how many photos are you taking
0: now? I'm taking loads <laughs> of photos of him whilst he's talking just to, man, I do this in all my shows Not 600 podcasts bro I can, get a, I
1: can get a photographer in here if you want <laughs>
0: yeah um. you're a media company <laughs>
1: um, but no, but people want to understand where, you know, where they where they fit in the world, and we're working. We're very fortunate to work with a younger a younger generation that's coming up through our agency. Yeah, and it's very very clear the conversations we have. There's a lot more conversation about purpose and why we're doing it. So right. there's less about the how and the what. There's much more about really? the, the why. And I think that is also driving let's say, a different thought process in a, in a younger generation that's coming through the workplace. Yeah. If we look at it in business now, businesses, growth at all costs yeah. is now not a viable business model. Right. You look at businesses uh, a few years back, their their sole purpose yeah. was to drive shareholder value. Yeah. Now, that is a key part of it, yeah. but it cannot be... Growth at all costs is, is not acceptable anymore to the market. Yeah. So now... Businesses are like, okay, well, profit is obviously a key indicator, but so is also employee wellness. So is our CSR activities, how we're perceived, how our brand is perceived in an ecological conversation in the world. And people are spending, uh, brands, companies and organizations are spending a lot of money in that space because society demands that they take responsibility for the footprint that they have. It's
0: incredible, mate, what what you said there, and that will resonate with so many people. I know, folks, this is not massively about health and fitness, but it is massively about motivation and and people's lifestyles in 2020. A lot of companies, it's been... Sales and profit at all costs. Actually, it's quite interesting because one of the brands that in the sports arena, everyone pretty much knows about, Lululemon. I'm yeah. reading the founder Chip Wilson's book at the moment, mm. which is Stretchy Little Black Pants. It's It's, it's, cool. it's quite <laughs> okay. cool. And he sort of withdrew from the company. He, he withdrew a lot. He actually moved to Australia and he withdrew a lot from the company when it became about the CEO and it was a lady... Read the book, folks. It's, it's, it's awesome. About a lady called Christine, or yeah, Christine, who she was just trying to play the shares yeah. and change her position mm. based on that for, for financial gain. Okay. And things have changed a lot now. People are talking more about... And this is something that I think a lot of listeners should be taking into their workplace. Those that listen to the podcast often will have heard the show with Danny Hakim a couple of weeks ago all about mental health in the workplace. Okay. But what you're saying is super important and, mm. and related to that as well. Very, but,
1: yeah, Very much so because mental health comes down to people having that sense of fulfillment in the workplace, right? Yeah. And if they don't feel fulfilled, they feel lost. Yeah. Like that's just, that's the, that's the opposite. Yeah. If you don't feel like you're getting what you need from work, you don't understand where you fit in to society and and, and what value you're adding to a no, to a greater good. Yeah. If people don't feel that, then they will start to feel lost, and then you will start to see more health-related, mental health-related issues. Yeah. You know, which which we see. You know, we you right. know, we, we see that. Um, so it's you know it's it's understanding how the world is changing, and if you know if. Going back to the entrepreneurship point, if people are moving into that space, how can they potentially, where is the world going to be in five to 10 years' time? I would bet that it's going to go even further down this road. So if you're going to go into an entrepreneurial space, is there somewhere that can relate something with social good, corporate good, and also drive a profit and be a viable business? So that could be a direction
0: to go. Interesting about social good mate we just as you know we're we're sat in tom's office this podcast we're actually recording just before new year but it's the first one New year i'm pumped we've just been uh, hosting or having a coaches summit this morning mm. with the endurance team and one thing that we spoke about was at the end was our corporate social responsibility so what okay. we're actually giving back yeah. and we got very quickly to why we do it and i'm interested to get your thoughts on this mate the split between Actual people caring mm. and proper fl- philanthropy? Fla- <laughs> that word <Yeah. laughs> that no one can say. <laughs> yeah. And you know, and I, I I gave a an example, like we were sat in a boardroom, and I was like, how many CEOs are sat in a boardroom going, yeah, what can we do CSR-wise this year that is actually going to drive profits? Mm. What's your thoughts on CSR, on this stuff? And I know it's a little bit off the off the track again, but we're bouncing around a bit. Mm. What people are doing like clean up the earth, reducing plastic, stuff like that. Hmm. How much of it's legit, mate? Look, there we go. (laughs) Purpose-driven marketing, how much of it is to position the brand and to drive
1: profits in, let's say, not even a short-term window, but a a medium to long-term window. And how much is it because people want to drive the greater good? Now, sadly, I believe that a lot of these decisions are made. um, Look, at the end of the day large companies have a quarterly earnings call. So they yeah. need to you know, report on profits and performance on a quarterly basis. Yeah. Now that drives bonuses, that drives retention of jobs, that drives many, many things. Yeah. So all the decisions we see really in the market now in those large corporations are driven towards that. So quarterly the earnings. Yeah. Quarterly earnings, right? So yeah. therefore short-term decision-making is rewarded, Yeah. not long-term decision-making. Right. Yeah. So there's always that that dichotomy between the two of like, right, well, short term I need to drive profits because I cannot let that profit number drop by two percentage points. But what happens if you're suddenly deciding to run a new campaign that's pure CSR play that Costs quite a bit of money. You want to like I- implement something. There's no real uh, revenue driver of it. Yeah. But where's that coming from? It's coming directly from your profit. So yeah. your margins going to drop. Yeah. So now there's that you've got the balance between the two of letting margins drop or driving a CSR campaign. So what we then see is right. Well, let's ma- let's merge that into marketing. Right. Because we can do things in the in the in the CSR, CSR space whilst it also being part of a marketing budget. Are you okay with that? Am I okay with it? Am I? do I believe that I'm in two minds with it, right. but, but the end result is good. Yeah. It even, so so I, I've, it's good in the way that the end result, like things are happening, you know, programs are being run, um, uh, things are happening in the, in the market to give back to society and the greater good yeah. because of this. So therefore yeah. that's good. Yeah. Is the intention right? No. But there are other companies that do have their intention right. Tom's Footwear, for example, yeah. um, comes to mind off top Bullshit. of my Bullshit. What? Tom's
0: footwear. Yeah. He only did that to sell more shoes. Yeah. No, look, maybe there's,
1: <laughs> maybe there's an argument for that too.
0: Yeah. Uh, no. I mean, mate, I just, I don't know. It's, it's brainstorming a little bit, isn't it? Because when I, I've coached a lot of people for free. Sure. You know, and, and you know, you look at... He, the different people that you and I both follow, like people like Gary Vaynerchuk, Mm. all of these guys Mm. who are, you know, they're pretty aggressive and stuff. They're like, you know, what would you do for free? And we've all heard it in entrepreneurship about doing stuff for free. And like, I'll still coach people now for free. I don't need to coach people for free. Mm. Like I have enough clients that I don't need to do anything for free, but I'll do some clients for free because I know that I can make a positive impact on their life. Yeah. And I know that they probably can't afford my services if, if, if I was to charge them full price, but something in me says, I want to help that person. Yeah. But then immediately something in me says, when I do help that person, I'm going to create an awesome story mm. that I can then put on my Instagram or I can put on my website, which is going to recruit me more clients, which is going to help me to help more people. Yep. So I'm winning. So is it, is the first point, am I coaching that person? And this is, this is honest truth. It's my show. And you know, I'm, I'm straightforward. Yeah. I'm re- I'm imp- uh, I'm coaching that person for free primarily because I care about them. Yeah. And I want I know that they can't afford my services, so I'm helping them out. I'm i letting them into the gym for free to help them out. Mm. But on the back of it, there's a business opportunity. Sure. And maybe that's an aggressive side of me that I shouldn't be I shouldn't be into. But at the same time, why not? You know, you've done you do you give a discount on a job yep. for a company mm. because you know that there's more business coming. It's called marketing. Mm. Look, it,
1: I think it comes down to intent. It's a great and conversation.
0: No, it is. Look, look get, let's
1: get stuck into it. it. It comes down to intent. It comes down to the the reasoning why you're doing it. I don't think it's a black and white conversation. It, right. never, it never is. Yeah. And, and, and that's that's basically the answer. It's a ratio. It's somewhere along that spectrum Yeah. where pure good, you're being angelic yeah. right the way through to being your, your ruthless businessman. Yeah, right, and it, right. it's, it's going to sit somewhere along that spectrum. Yeah. Do, do you do it initially because you're trying to drive new business or do you do it initially because you want to help that person yeah. and there are also benefits for both parties off the back of it Got that on. that is okay yeah it's the same way like because you could take that conversation into charity fundraising and giving course, do yeah. you give money to a charity because you want to feel good about yourself yeah. or are you giving it just to help them are you telling people are you what writing, do you think mate? are you writing your is it name the
0: former or the latter 50 in my
1: it's, opinion. It, 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 is a, it is a mix. So I don't know where it sits on that spectrum, but yeah. there's a reason why Just Giving, for example, has the ability to write your name after a donation. It's human psychology. Yeah. People want to be seen. If they're, if they're, if they're paying yeah. for that, yes, they're supporting that charity, but they're paying for also to put their name there with the visibility within their peers yeah. that they've gone, wow, you've donated to that yeah. charity. It's a really good thing. And maybe then why is, this, why is there a share button straight onto Facebook and Instagram or Facebook rather? Crazy. Yes, it's to try and spread it, but it's yeah. also because people want to be able to share that they've done a good deed. So they get... An, or it, you
0: can go anonymous.
1: You can go anonymous, but I'd like to see the percentage of the number of people who go anonymous. How many people are giving to charity without a thought of telling anybody about it, posting on social media, or putting their name to it, and they're just doing it in silence. That'll be a very small percentage, because human psychology
0: doesn't work that way. Yeah. 20 minutes in, we've spoken about a lot already, (laughs) mate. We try and unravel, I mean, a lot of different things there. But, mate, let's let's jump back to it. I want to go back to a little bit about what we spoke about at the start, Mm. which is you, your agency now, and the motivation. What do you do? You've now got 70, nearly 80 employees here Mm. at Create Media. When it comes to a new year, what do you do, or how does it work on a company level to, is there a reset button? Right, it's now 2020, new goals. You've got a lot of projects that are carrying forward. Sure. And you spoke a little bit about The responsibility that you feel that you have to those employees, their families, and stuff. So, where are you at with that going into 2020?
1: Sure. So, we break down um, the planning process across a number of different areas. But the first, so for example, uh, we need to work out exactly where we are. Yeah. And then we set some goals together. So, very top line. Uh, far-reaching goals as a team and then the team will come back after four to five weeks with a right. detailed plan per department of how we're going to go from where we are now and all that information will have been provided to them financially, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. And then to where to we're going to go as a team. And then each each of the department heads will then present that back. So right. that, that's just top line to give you a, an idea on, on process yeah. and that's what we're in the middle of at the moment. So that's what we're going through. In terms yeah. of you know, do we press reset? Yeah. We re-look at the plans we had from the start of the year we yeah. work out what we've done and what we've not done we reanalyze what's worked what's not worked but it's interesting because we're in a space of, of exponentially changing technology yeah. you know, we're in digital marketing it, it, there, there isn't many industries that are faster moving than ours right. every time you log on to the back end of any of the platforms they've changed my um, deal <laughs> yeah the algorithm is changing all the time if yeah. we're talking about that um, the email space something's hot something's not um, it's constantly constantly changing so for us it's trying to be as dynamic as possible throughout the Year because yeah. we can't just have annual, annual sort of uh, reviews of direction and strategy, right. and then crack on, because we'd be out of business in three to six months. Yeah, right. What's what's going to work really well in Q1 is not going to be the same thing in Q4. Simple as that. So we have to be a little bit more, um, I suppose, just more engaged with that process and yeah. and, and be uh, revisiting it more often. Yeah. That said, we do look at where we are now, and we do from learnings try and put ourselves out of business. Right. So we think, what is it? What is it that um, uh, that a competitor could launch or do that would supersede what we're doing and the services that we're offering. Right. So we look at all the new technologies, the stuff that's just on the cusp yeah. and the stuff that might be a little bit further down the line, like voice technology, uh, what's happening in VR and AR. Like we, we'll deep dive into some of those. And then we think, right, well, how, can, how could some of those put us out of business or yeah. how can we, a more positive mindset, how can we leverage those for our clients? Right. Then we have a couple of far-reaching goals in that space so that we can really drive that. That's from a business perspective, from a human perspective. We, we've really deep dived into understanding um, that the reason we've had success over the last uh, 24 months or so uh, in terms of growth has been very, very much to do with the culture that we have. Right. So it's not... We have a very flat culture. There's no politics in the business. Um, it's a very, very safe space for people to operate in. And we really... You know, we foster the environment of people working for the person next to them. So we really drive home that the connection between people and 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 it's a really tangible asset that we have within the business so that we're not asking people to stay late we're not asking people to go the extra mile but because we have that culture in the business very fortunately um that's what happens and that's what we then see that's what the feedback is from the clients just saying that it's a pleasure working with you guys because the skill set is there but it's just it's the work ethic it's going the extra mile and it's delivering and you know, time and time again, we see that as a focus. So, you know, how can we foster that? If that's our biggest asset, if it was a software system, mm. how can we improve that software system? Because that's what we're, let's say, selling. Yeah. So for us, it's this team culture. So let's invest more. Like, do we need to hire people that can really help with the mental health within the office, let's say? Yeah. But what can we do to, to better serve the team here? So that they are in the correct space, they're fully engaged with what they do. They're happy to come to work, and therefore they then also deliver for clients. Yeah,
0: that's amazing. the culture. The culture is something that I, that I love. Maybe we'll come when we come back to that in a second. But I mm. want to go back to the first point that you made there because I think this is really interesting when it comes to human performance. You said that you're in the digital space, and mm. from yesterday to today, it's changing. So it's sometimes hard to set like some yep. pretty big goals. Like if you had a client from 2018, 2019, but then... We're doing different services for them. You're doing something yeah. completely different. How can you relate that back to maybe human performance, mate, where a lot of people will have quite big and quite aggressive goals and then maybe the... Cer- because what we're talking about here, we're talking about changing circumstances. Yes. Technology is a changing circumstance, essentially. So how, what's your advice for people that sort of have big goals, but then life's technology maybe yeah. changes a little bit. Sure. Maybe they get injured or maybe, I don't know, maybe they get pregnant. Maybe they change job. All mm-hmm. of these different things can happen. What's your advice? Because you're changing super fast. You're resetting goals yeah. based on, shit, there's a new app. Yeah. It's going to affect the client's website like this. Yeah. I need to go and make sure that client... I mean, I continue is, is, to serve. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. how can we do that on a human level? So, I think it's
1: it's not thinking operationally; it's thinking strategically when planning those goals. So, yeah. if the marathon is a goal, let's yeah. say, um, maybe going a bit deeper in understanding, mm. in the marathon is. Let's let's say that's operational. Strategically, why? Does it mean that you want to be able to perform at a certain level? You want to feel a certain level of fitness. You want to have achieved a certain goal. So. Because our goals have to keep changing. The, the operational goals need to keep changing. But the strategic goal needs to stay the same. Yeah. So in the fitness space, it's you know, having a certain level of fitness and performance and uh, having a, uh, instilling a certain level of discipline within your day-to-day routine, for example. These are all areas that, that you can focus on from a strategic level that I think that are, in comparison to the operational side, are much more powerful. Now, things are going to change. Well, diet's going to change, Right. Yeah, the training programs are going to change. the the way that you I mean you guys are educating yourselves with new, new science that's coming out all the time. New research papers that are coming out all the time on the yeah. on the methodology of training. When you started in a fight to yeah. now is going yeah. to be completely different. Yeah, there's the, a lot the, of changes. Yeah, yeah the, the, the food, the diet, the um, you know, the testing that you're doing as a, as a person yourself. Yeah. Also, I mean the reason one of the reasons you're doing it I know is to is to understand what happens to the body when you go through these things? So how can you better learn from that and then use
0: those lessons to then disseminate that across the business and and right the way down through to helping clients? But that's a special mindset, mate, isn't Mm. it? Like how can people, people that are, so what I'm trying to get to is the person that's listening that we're in this first week of jam that set this big goal, Mm. next week something happens in their life that, let's take your marathon example. And they entered, Dubai Marathon's too close because it's 24th, but it could be. And they go out and do a run and Mm. pull a hamstring. Okay. It takes a special mindset, or does it take a special mindset to, to hit that reset and to go, okay, cool. I'm okay with this. I've trained for four months, but I'm okay with this. Hamstring's pulled. I'll do, what's the next big marathon? Maybe Paris in April. Okay. How do you develop that mindset? So I think that goes back to, if we go back to the operational versus strategic. So strategic. I like this one. I like this.
1: So strategic, we're saying that, okay, we want to set a big goal. We want to um, change our daily routines, our weekly routines, and our monthly routines in order to drive towards improved performance. Strategically, that's what we're doing here. Where we say it's this marathon, that marathon, or an ultra. doesn't really matter. And it's a 10K for some people, and it's an ultra for other people. It's just strategically, you want to change your life. And we know that through that strategic process... Many other things will change. Mindset is one of those. Right. So your mindset will become stronger the more times you reinforce it. We know yeah. Goggins talks about callousing the mind. Yeah. And it's just repeatedly doing things that you don't particularly want to do. Um, and this actually popped into my mind from a conversation yesterday. The difference between motivation and discipline. Yeah. Motivation. Is sitting with you and saying, "Cool. So, what, what, what do you think we should do? We should do a marathon. Cool. Let's do a marathon. We've got three months. I'm super pumped. Finished my meeting with Marcus. I go out the door and punch him my fist in the air. I'm super pumped to doing a fucking marathon. Yeah. And then something happens. You pull yeah. your hamstring. Uh, your kid gets sick. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, it's like, well. It's not motivation anymore. It's discipline and it's making and discipline is just a decision. And it's making that decision to say, I will be still training. I'll have to might rework it, but I'm still going to get my week's training done in this week. Even if I've got to move it around a little bit, motivation is going to go out the window very quickly
0: and you can re motivate yourself. You can. And and to, to, to help folks out to sort of add to what Tom's saying there, mate, it's, it's actually, it's a biochemical reaction that's happening when we set those goals. It's a lot of dopamine release. We're sure. super excited. That's why we go out of the meeting and we pump the air. Now, if something doesn't get go right, so you pull that hamstring, you've got, I'll give you a day. Be disappointed for a day or yeah. even two. Like, and, you know, human nature is to go and eat ice cream or to go and have too many beers or, you know, this is what generally let off some steam. This is what happens, right? It's yeah. human nature. Yeah. Now, then I want you to regather yourself and create that same dopamine release. Yeah. And this is super important. And I know from my own experiences. And I, I had, I put, uh, pulled my calf last year before the marathon, about yep. two weeks before the marathon. So I've, I've been on a similar thing. I was pissed off for two days. And then I sat down and I looked for that dopamine release again. And that dopamine release then comes in the form of what's the goal now? Hmm. And if that was for this example that we're using now to go to Paris Marathon in April. Yep. Okay, what can I do right now? And what does the next week look like? And be really fired up to do the next week of training. Mm. You're not going to the 24th, to the marathon on the 24th. Mm. So get, get that dopamine release that you were just talking about. Get it again because that's the motivation. Yeah. and That's what you're talking about, discipline versus motivation. Exactly. You've got to re, you can re-get that motivation, but yeah. so many people don't do it, right? Yeah. And that's the, I mean, that's the main, the main issue. It's
1: exactly that, but it's staying true to the, the reason why you walked into X person, walked into your office in the first place to sign up for that first marathon. That should still, if the, if the why is strong enough, then that should still be there. But as you said, we're just recalibrating the goals because at the end of the year, they want to have completed two marathons. They want to be fit. They want to have lost weight and they want to be, have a more disciplined mindset. Yeah. The body doesn't give a shit if you've done the London <laughs> Marathon, the Paris <laughs> yeah, Marathon, surreal. or you went to Jordan and ran, ran an ultra. Yeah. At the end of the year, you've either you've, you've achieved or those you strategic goals yeah. or, or you haven't. So yeah. it's understanding that, that why behind There's it.
0: There's also a little bit, mate, and we said it in our in our coaches' summit this morning that, okay, if we set out to do five things, mm. it's okay that at the end of the year, maybe we didn't achieve the the first thing on the list. Yep if we know why we didn't achieve it. Yep. And, 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 and in that particular, I mean, it's no secret, in that particular scenario, we we're talking about recruitment. One of our goals next year is to recruit X amount of endurance coaches. Okay. And they should have such and such criteria. And I said to the guys, if we don't find those coaches within that year, yeah. that's fine. You know, It's, it's like, are you going to employ a digital marketing marketing specialist who you just don't really dig mm. just because... You've landed a contract, or just Mm. because you're bidding on a contract, you're Mm. not going to do it, right? You're going to just be happy. Like, you're going to have to figure out another way to do things. But you can also, you don't, as long as you know why and you're honest with yourself, if there's five goals and you only get four of them because there was no time left because of this hamstring injury that we've made up for Dubai Marathon, sure. You almost have to be comfortable with that, right? You you definitely do. And
1: it's that. let's it's not really a failure but let's let's term it as a, that 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 one area that you didn't quite achieve in it's the yeah. knowledge of an, an understanding of why you didn't do it yeah, that will why? better that will better inform your following plan yeah. that's why these plans cannot sit in isolation yeah. because you need to understand where you won and where you lost on the one plan to then better inform why you're going to get better month on month or year on year or whatever your cadence is for your goal setting but in a in a business space you know we re, we've reviewed what we did last year yeah. and there's a couple of areas we haven't but as you said like we can look at those and very clearly say The reason we haven't done that is for some very valid reasons because the market might have changed or all of a sudden three months in we realized that goal wasn't as important to us as we first thought it was yeah. because at the end of the day we're all making informed decisions based on the past, yeah. based on our understanding, based yeah. on our skill set. Yeah, right. Nobody's got, a, you know, nobody's got a, a crystal ball to actually know what will happen in the future. Yeah. So as long as we just understand our values and our understanding
0: of why we're making those decisions and those goals, yeah. then we, you know, it's got to be a fluid conversation over the year. Awesome. Let's jump to the other thing which was key for you, mate, which is Mm. culture. Yeah. I've just Googled culture. It's quite interesting. (laughs) And the dictionary definition says, The arts and other manifestations of human intellectual achievement regarded collectively. Which is like, bang, brains blown. However, the second one says, The idea, customs, and, which is what we like here and which is what we really focus on, social behavior of of a particular people or society. Mm. What... For you, mate, you said you've spent a lot of time on culture. And there is, there's a nice vibe in this office. Everyone that I've ever worked with here is super awesome. You guys should definitely check them out, create media, see them in the show notes. Um, but what are things that you look out for within culture that maybe will help a lot of people? Because a lot of people might be going to work. We're in January, and they're not happy. They know they want change. What within culture, what should people be looking out for? And what have you guys done here to make that culture so special?
1: Okay. Okay. Um there, there are a number of things, and it starts with what you choose to celebrate from a leadership perspective. So what do we value? What does the team know or what does the team think that we value as a, as a senior leadership team in terms of creating the culture in the business? If if the leadership team are focused on celebrating financial success over everything else, then that culture will be guided by financial success being the one metric that that guides decision-making and, dis- and guides behavior. So therefore, mm-hmm. people will, there'll be a political environment where people are trying to outdo each other mm-hmm. to be the, ve- the best financial performers, yeah. and there will be a terrible culture because people won't be looking out for each other. They'll be looking out for themselves because they want to get rewarded yeah. because they perform the best. Yeah. If you remove all of that, the exact opposite happens. Yeah. So as a team... We focus specifically on how one person has helped another person. Right? How they've gone over and above for a client, and how you know, certain other team members might have supported them in order to do that. Mm-hmm. So we look at a little bit deeper and look at okay, how how was the behaviour, and most importantly, what was the intent yeah. of this behaviour, and was that right? And if that was right, that's what we're rewarding. That's wow. what we're posting on. Isn't that our, quite subjective? I would say that. There's there, there's an area that could be it could be subjective, mm. but I also believe that it's it's basic human understanding in a way. Like we we remove all politics from the business. If there's any yeah. go, if there's any gossip or anything, so we over communicate as a leadership team. So right. we try and remove all gossip and, and conversation that way because we try and share as much as, possi- as yep. we possibly can with the team. So there's no there's no ambiguity. Right. So there's there's one thing that we do as a, a as leadership team to try and allow our a team of people here to know exactly what's going on yeah the other thing is is that's absolutely critical is weeding out people that don't quite fit the culture right and that's happened and that is one of the most powerful things you can do to send a message to everybody else the case in point we had somebody that was a high performer Yep. delivered work really well yeah client sending messages about how amazing this person is a few weeks later we let them go wow. and we let them go because internally they didn't fit our culture. Wow. They were asking questions. They would uh, I'm so
0: glad you said that because I was yeah. then going to I was just about to ask you how many people you've let go this yeah. year because they're toxic to your culture.
1: Yeah. And that was literally somebody that was not not so long ago. Wow. And that sends a real message to the team thinking what what this company values yeah. is not based on profit. It's people before profit. Wow. And and here's another one that uh, um that was probably the most, the most powerful thing that we've done is going into a meeting with a large entity. Yeah. Obviously we're not going to say any names yeah, here. Yeah, sure. Um, and we walked away from, when we walked in there, there was six months left on the contract. So we're talking, right. It was a big piece of work for us. Worth a lot of uh, money. You know, we're talking hundreds yeah. of thousands of Durhams. Yeah. Walked in there and said, thank you very much. We don't want to work together anymore. Wow. And we'd like to cancel the contract as of the end of this month. Wow. And the only single reason we did that is because the, the beating that my team were getting yeah. at every meeting, I could yeah. see them coming back just shell-shocked. Yeah. They were getting shouted at for no reason. Yeah. There was a really, a really bad culture of fear in the client's offices. Right. So everybody was trying to cover themselves. Yeah. Oh, I know. I sent you that. No, no, no. We spoke about that on the phone. Yeah. I didn't send it on the email. <laughs> no, what, what do you mean? You never told us to do that. Where's this piece of work? Just constantly hammering them. So our guys were literally having meltdowns. Wow. I had tears in the office. So I just went to the client. I was like, thank you very much, but we don't oh, want to thanks. work anymore. Yeah. And we left a hundred, uh, hundreds of thousands of germs on the table. Wow. Now that, that decision-making reinforces what we say to people because it's not just what you say. More importantly, it's your actions. Yeah. So when the team see people being let go because of this, when the team see money being left on the table because of this, they, become, they feel very safe. That what, It builds that trust, right? And that's yeah. what it comes down to. They feel in a safe environment that, okay, the values that they're talking about, they actually put into action, yeah. and therefore, I can be completely comfortable, and I can big up the person next to me because it's not about how high they go; it's yeah. about how high we go. Yeah, right. So everybody's super encouraging. Did with everyone it else.
0: send a? Because that's one thing that I think is like it's a positive and potentially negative. Like, you let someone go because they're they're. And we'll make an example out of X person, but we let them go because they're a little bit detrimental to the culture that you've worked hard to build mm. what does what sort of feeling does that create with the people that are left or the people that not the people that are left like that but the people that remain it's
1: i i just i i believe and based on the conversations i've had since i believe that it it reinforces what we're saying values it reinforces our values exactly yeah. that so they believe that Gossiping and going down that route and, yep. ju- and just being detrimental to the culture yeah. is not going to be tolerated. And and this wow. is and this is the other thing as well. It's it's, you know, culture is it, it is what you tolerate. Yeah. So if there's poor behaviour and that's tolerated, if offhand comments sort of of a of a, a specific nature that don't fit, yeah. If that's tolerated by any level of of management then that will become the norm and the culture. We all know cultures in certain industries that are particularly sexist and that's okay. You can say stuff about the the, the woman that you're working with. I mean, thankfully that's becoming less and less apparent but if you go back five to 10 years, that was just general conversation in yeah, the office right. in, so, in some places because that was tolerated by leadership. Yeah. Now, if the first person that had said a comment like that was put on a final warning and the second person was fired, yeah. I guarantee you there would be no more conversation like that in the office. Yeah, right. So it's just about
0: what you tolerate from a senior perspective. True. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, I like it because I think also the toleration is... Toleration? Is that a word? Yeah. But tolerance is, yeah. is a word. Um, yeah. Is, is a lot of businesses will tolerate that. Linking that back to people's personal life, mate, mm. and people are listening to this show, yes, from a corporate level, but also mainly from a personal level. Yeah. What, what should people, new year, new you, what should people be looking out for? What are the signs in their environment that the culture's wrong?
1: I think that one of the key things, and, and you and I have spoken about this in the past as well, it's, it's really evaluating your inner circle. Yeah. So and that's Love a it. that's a that's a friendship perspective. Yeah. It's a co-working perspective. Um and and somebody that's in your inner circle could be somebody that you don't even know. There could be a podcast that you listen to. Yeah. But if you listen to that podcast on a daily basis, Too it's much. like a, it's like having a conversation with yeah, somebody, right? So yeah. it's 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 reevaluating that inner circle and understanding right, well, how can I make this more positive? Yeah. And more specifically, how do I remove some of the more negative people from my inner circle yeah, and right. what will you tolerate? So I've had friends before where I've called them out and be like I'm not having uh, like I'm not engaging in this conversation. I'll be in a, a WhatsApp group and it's like this isn't me mate. So like we, we either don't have these sort of conversations yeah. or like or I'm out of here. Yeah. Wow. And, and that's it. And then it's like, you know, and then you just you don't have to be that confrontational either. You yeah. can if it's somebody that you that you believe that you want to have a relationship with, you should have the conversation. Yes. And then if behavior doesn't change, just slowly walk back, just get out of it. And just yeah. get out of there and just move that's on. That's a lot
0: around self-awareness as well. So it, I think one of the keys is upping your self-awareness game. Mm. And just checking checking in on, like you said, you're you're in a circle, and because I think a lot of people, a lot of people, sadly, mate, even after listening to this show, which is loaded with motivation and good tips that they can use, they'll still go through what we'd know as the motions, right? Yeah. But I think to really make these changes and to have the objective of the show is to really have a great 2020. Is there might be some changes that you have to make, Mm. and that might always be comfortable. Like, how how was that conversation with that? guy that you had to let go like it's awkward right yeah, yeah. you
1: yeah. know it, it, it is no no and the the ability to have awkward conversations and yeah. have difficult conversations will often limit how far you can go in many areas yeah right now there's yeah. there's a real conversation to be had like the the more uncomfortable conversations you're willing to have in business or career yeah is how far you are willing to go. Yeah, it's right. how, how far you're willing to push yourself. Yeah. And going back to your point, uh, as we said earlier, about tolerance and tolerating, what are you willing to tolerate in 2020? Yeah. It's what are you willing to tolerate from your inner circle and the people you spend the most time with? Yeah. But what are you also willing to tolerate from yourself? Got it. Because, you know, as our good friend Brian says, um, it's the stories that you tell yourself yeah. are some of the most impactful stories that, that, that occur in your life because they, they play out. Yeah. If you tell yourself that you're not good. If you tell yourself these negative thoughts, that becomes who you are. Yeah. And if you tell yourself that you're good and you're strong and you're a good person and you know, you, you can do this and you can deliver, you will become that mm-hmm. person okay. as well. So mm-hmm. it's tolerating or not tolerating uh, negative thoughts, trying to stop that. And also behavior-wise, if you're, sometimes you know, we talk about the changes that you need to make in your in your group, maybe you're the one. Yeah. You know? you, yeah, yeah and you yeah, need yeah. to be self-aware of that too. Yeah. Are, are you the person that, that's that's actually bringing negativity or, or poor behavior into a certain relationship. Yeah. Do you have to fix the relationship with your spouse, with your partner, with your uh, friends and family? Are, are you the one that needs to check yourself? Because yeah. you know you might think that you want to be this person, but if you actually audit your behavior, you're not that person. Yeah, right. You're actually the person that's talking gossip, that's bringing negative conversation, that's actually chopping someone down a little bit when yeah. they're trying to build themselves up.
0: I guess the, the, the key there, mate, is to have a decent support network or someone you can rely on and someone that can have that uncomfortable conversation. So I can come to you and say, Tom, I want to get better, mate. Tell me what I'm not doing right. And I trust that you'll say, yeah, Marcus, you're you're marketing shit or your attitude's crap or you're eating like shit. It's yeah. like, you know, it's it's like seeing someone that you love that's getting fatter mm. eating ice cream mm. and saying, "Yeah, it's all right, mate." Well, mm. it's not all right, mate. It's not do you know right. what I yeah. mean? So, mate, we don't have too much time left. You've got some notes there still. <laughs> what do we need to cover? What have you got? What wisdom have you got to share with us about 2020? Mate, wisdom it's I, I
1: suppose it, going back to the the purpose conversation, I'd say for people that are looking to plan and you should plan as a business. We're quite fortunate. We have a we have a responsibility to plan our business and what, and what happens next. Yeah. But because of that process, we have an understanding of the benefits of doing it. And therefore, we bring that into our personal lives and we can plan our personal lives in the same way. We can set certain goals for monthly, quarterly, and, and yearly. Obviously, they're not going to be financial unless you're f- focused on saving, yeah. um, but they can certainly be about what you want to achieve in 2020. So I'd say that understanding of um, the concept that you're the CEO of your own life before you're the CEO of anything else. Yeah, yeah. So act, act like that. So act as the CEO of your life. So yep. whoever's listening to this as, a, as an individual, it's absolutely relevant whether you're an entrepreneur or not. Yeah. But just understanding that, so that there's, in business we say you're working in the business or you're working on the business. Yeah. There's two different areas and they're very, very different. In the business, you're training somebody and you're delivering a service within the business, yep. doing a great job at it, and that's one thing that you do. But you know, when you go home in the evening, you got your laptop out, yeah. you're thinking about, how can I make this business better? Not yeah. by you being in it, by structuring things better, yeah, by right. being strategic. So we need to take that into our personal lives and think, okay, well, let's take a step back for a day, let's sit in a coffee shop, and yeah. let's look at my life. Let's look at the different areas that I've got, the relationships that I've got, and then sit and be like, right, well, if I was talking to myself, You can have this conversation with yourself. If I was having this conversation with myself, what would I tell myself to do? Well, I'd say stop doing that because that's just detrimental to many things. Start doing this. Okay, sign up to a gym, um, set a goal. Um, Relationship-wise, why is it not exactly where I want it to be? What are you doing to invest in it? Like if you're not investing in the relationship why should it be it's like you say like don't be upset with the results from the work you, the, you didn't get from the results yeah. you didn't, from the work you didn't do yeah, right? yeah, so the same yeah. thing with relationships so focus on you know, do you have date nights do you have um, uh, quiet time do you, are you having enough holidays together whatever area of life that you want to focus on set goals in each of those and actually treat your life as if you're building your own little business
0: love it mate I think in the last three or four minutes we've said what why when maybe about like if we had we used to have that when i first started the radio show with pikeway we used to have a um yeah. i'm an r count okay. so every time he said i'm um, in a segment i'd mark a, a, a thing <laughs> down and, and he would do the same because he was trying to teach me to get better at, at talking we should have it for why what and when because <laughs> it's just loaded with that and, but these are the questions you have to ask yourself right you why is this happening what can i do about it and when am i going to do that exactly that it's no time better folks if you haven't done this already obviously it would be great if you did this leading into Mm. but for me a lot of the time a start of a new year is great because sometimes we can close a chapter on a year and we can look forward to that year but it's actually all good if if you're not quite ready and you haven't done it and this is the first time you've heard something like this being spoken about it doesn't mean you've missed the boat not at all of 2020 is a waste yeah like we're in the first week or the second week when you hear this you just do it for the third week and that could be sort of when, you're, when your year starts.
1: A hundred percent. And and I'd say break it down into more manageable um, sort of bite-sized uh, pieces. So yeah. let, let's say do one session where all you're doing is analyzing 2019. What happened? What happened in 2019? Yeah. And, and you define that. Uh, the, the end result of that meeting with yourself yeah. should be this is my starting point. This is where I am today. Yeah. And then have a little thought about, okay, where do I, in an ideal scenario, where do I want to be? Give yourself some time. Give yourself a week or two. Yeah. Sit down again. You've got your piece of paper with your starting point. Now plan how you're going to get to where you want to be. Yeah. And that's a completely different session. So you can spend two hours over here yeah. analyzing. And then two hours planning. Yeah. Those four hours are going to have some of the most significant effect on your life. I think
0: that's cool how you said there to split it up a little bit, mate. And it could just be half an hour at the start. It could. That's it, yeah. Quick review. And then you can go, oh, no, I haven't got it. And I'll go back. Because sometimes a lot of this stuff, we spent four hours, five hours in your boardroom today. We've got a load of stuff. And Tom said it, Tom Walker said it at the end. He goes, guys, don't go away and be overwhelmed. There's a lot. Just read through it all. Make a Mm. plan. Some of the stuff needs doing next week. Some of it needs doing next month. And some of it is not. We're like, we've got three, six, and 12-month goals going on. So you don't need to be overwhelmed. And I think another thing, mate, which is pretty, I know that ties in with that is you don't have to have the answer. Like, if we go back to what we spoke about at the start, you're a digital agency. Technology is moving fast. You don't have the answer for what's happening in April. But when we get there try and figure it out exactly that you know exactly and, that. and i think that in in human performance it's the same you might get to a, you might not have all the answers now you might know what you want mm. but you might not have all the answers now and it's the same for us in our coaching we'll get to a certain point with a client and we'll think that the next step is a but actually a mm. doesn't isn't working for that particular client yeah. so we'll have to go and find the new a yeah and sometimes that takes time but it, it's a a lot of what you said, mate, is around self-awareness and just mm. quite an open mindset, I think. Mm. And I think that's the key. And it, it's understanding that, that success, you know, the prime example, success is not linear.
1: Yeah. So sometimes yeah. you can be moving at a hell of a pace for yeah. a month or two, and then all of a sudden in business relationships fitness life any area yeah. all of a sudden you feel like you just stood in mud yeah. and you don't really understand why because you haven't really changed that much of what you're doing yeah. and yeah. then you know and then it all of a sudden you know, you're out of the mud and you and you're up and running again yeah. so it's also about like you know you will be high and you will be low yeah. but just don't don't let the lows derail you yeah. and just take stock of the highs enjoy them but understand that they are highs and that generally we will be performing in the middle somewhere
0: roll with the blows there, there we, we have it mate i always say that Anything over forty-five minutes is a relatively good show. If it goes into fifty minutes, we're probably talking too much, and you've got to be bloody good to make it over an hour. We've done fifty-one <laughs> there minutes. There we mate. go. There we go. Thanks so much, Tom, awesome. for your time, mate. People can check your previous show. Go to the show notes, folks. Check that out. There's also a link. I'll put a link in there to your show, the Creator Sessions. You guys have got Thank some you. pretty cool people on the podcast. Yep. Where can people find you? Uh, so at Tom Otten on Instagram.
1: for um, On there a fair amount. Same thing on LinkedIn. so either of those two I don't know if
0: my audience use LinkedIn but let's see there we go maybe Maybe. there's a few business people on there there you have it folks welcome to 2020 with the MD the man behind Create Media mate all the very best for the year awesome culture good to keep coming back here and seeing that there's less space because there's more people (laughs) that's true and hopefully next time we come in you'll have the the rest of the building will be yours let's see thanks a lot for the
1: time mate I really appreciate it cheers